Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs' kingdom. Hi, how's it going Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Tom Childs, filling in for Brad Simcox again. And joining me tonight to talk over a fairly convincing win by the Chiefs is Dave Barnett. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing alright, mate. It's Monday. Uh, I just want it to be Sunday again because the week's boring now. Like, Unless the Chiefs are playing in, in the week, it's just boring. I just want the weekends to be here. It is like people say you shouldn't wish your life away, but I do it quite a lot during the months of September through to January. Yeah, I mean, like Sundays can go on forever, but all the other days, bar maybe Saturday, can go really fast. That's fine with me. Yeah, yesterday actually went. Or seemed like it took forever. Like the late kickoff, I know it's annoying for you guys in Kansas City. It's a five past three kickoff for you guys, but for us, it's five past nine in the evening. Hey, that just means more tailgating time. To be fair, that's true. Uh, That's very true. That's supposed to end, but for us, like it's such a long time to sit around and wait for the game to start. I know you've got the three hours of red zone before, yeah, yeah. but you're just sitting there itching for the Chiefs game to start. And yesterday there was such a buzz about this game because it was the Raiders they were hyped up for it they had come off a good win on Monday night the Mm -hmm. Chiefs obviously went into Jacksonville and took care of business there everyone was interested to see how Derek Carr and his offense were going to play after being quite convincing against the Broncos obviously everyone was looking forward to seeing how the Chiefs would deal with the the new revamped Raiders defense and we're going into the first quarter and we're all sitting there thinking oh shit this might be a trap (laughs) game yeah 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 um yeah, it's one of those. Um, obviously, the the Chiefs' offense is usually fast starting. It's what the mm-hmm. first time we haven't scored in the first quarter in twenty something games or something like that. Um, something like that. Yeah. So obviously, that's yeah, it's uh, yeah quite a surprise to not see that. I mean, technically, we scored on the first play of the the second quarter. So like, it was basically nearly there. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, the Raiders did a nice job early on, sort of pressing the Chiefs receivers at the line, not not really allowing us to uh, get the quick passing game going and get into a rhythm. Um, and so, yeah, obviously, just just making adjustments. And I think, obviously, it's what Andy Reid um, and Patrick Mahomes and uh, Mike Kafka, the QB coach, um, do a really good job of. Um, you know, we sort of saw it in the, the AFC Championship game. You know, uh, being held, what was it? I can't remember. In the first half against the Pats, was it scoreless? Wasn't it at halftime? Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming out in the second half and looking unstoppable. And I say it looked similar here. First quarter a bit, a little bit sluggish, and then yeah, just came out, made the adjustments. Uh, you know, because what's the one thing you can do when you know DBs. 
uh, start pressing your line, go over the top of them, and um, the Chiefs did it with uh, a ridiculous amount of success in the second quarter. Well, we're going to leave we'll shelf that for a second because yeah. the second quarter is really all we need to talk about. But mm-hmm. I don't want to spend twenty minutes talking about a quarter. Um, there were other quarters of football played in this game. Yeah, and with the start, I'm not going to lie, I was worried because. All week we'd heard reports about Mahomes, his ankle, and we'd seen videos of him practicing and we've heard people saying that doesn't look right, he doesn't look right. We come out and he doesn't look right in the first couple of drives. Obviously we had the Eric Fisher injury to deal with. He was injured on Friday afternoon. Um, He tried to go, managed four snaps and then Cam Irving comes in and Cam Irving coming in just reeks of chaos and disaster especially at left tackle <laughs> exactly there's a reason why he got moved from tackle to inside because he has been a disaster at that position since he came into the league so i'm sitting there thinking oh god here we go and i even tweeted out that pat looked off and it mm. just did, and nothing seemed right and i feel so stupid now looking back at what i sent out as a tweet um, because obviously what happened in the second quarter did happen but it wasn't all hunky-dory like Tyrell Williams was causing us grief um Josh Jacobs looked quite good like the the Raiders were playing well and it did look like it just it was going to be a storyline game for them their last game yeah. in the o- Oakland Coliseum against the Chiefs it looked like they were going to tie the all-time series it looked like they were going to li- be leading the division because I, I really did think the Raiders were just going to keep keep on pounding the rock against us and keep it all up but mm. luckily the second half did happen and what a way second to kick quarter, off second, not the second quarter half. sorry second quarter did happen the second half didn't happen as far as I'm concerned <laughs> yeah very true um, what a way to kick it off with Patrick Mahomes the very first pass of the second quarter um, hitting Demarcus Robinson on a go and or a post and it just basically causing the most magnificent 15 minutes of football we'll ever see yeah, um, it's, I say it's just pretty explosive and it, just making adjustments. Um, I say it's it's what they do so well. Um, and yeah, as I say, I don't. It's, the Chiefs' offense is so good. It's just, it is a case of you know you can contain them, but at some point, you know, Mahomes and the receivers are gonna get their plays. They're gonna get their opportunities. You, you, they're just there's just too much talent on that offense to, you know, to hold them for four quarters. Um, and I, I say it's a case of damage limitation. I think for the majority of teams when they're playing the Chiefs. And I say, um, I, obvi- I honestly didn't expect to, ex- you know, for it to explode like it did in the second quarter. Especially as, you know, three touchdowns came in the last inside the last. What was it like? Five minutes or something like that, um, which is pretty nuts. You know, the, the last two touchdowns were about 30, 30 seconds apart in mm. on the game clock itself. Um, so yeah, it just just shows how high powered this offense is, even without you know Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, it's not a one man show; it's next man up. You know, Watkins had a. I think obviously the Raiders focused on Watkins a little bit and. You know, guys like D. Rob. Obviously, we see saw Hardman get more involved. Kelsey obviously is always involved because it doesn't matter who you put on Kelsey, whether it's Perfect or Gary and Conley or whatever. You know, they just had no success, uh, which just kind of shows how much of a freak he is. Uh, 
that, that was I just remember at one point he he ran like a a crosser against the middle of the field and is outrunning a cornerback. It's mm. just like throwing he the fact, do that. yeah, and then throwing I, the fact that he's that much bigger and that yeah. much you know stronger than you know the, the DBs as well. It's like seriously, how are you supposed to defend a guy like that? It's just impossible. Um, so yeah, and then obviously you throw in Mahomes, who's you know what regression um <laughs> it, it's absolutely not for the chiefs to have the success they did in the set in the second quarter they obviously involved it then it mean, meant for it to happen rather they needed to get the ball back quickly and yeah. i'm sitting here looking at the breakdowns of the second quarter the chiefs ran a free play um drive of 72 yards to the touchdown then the raiders a four play drive of 21 yards which only lasted two minutes the Chiefs then got pinned back at their own five, 14 play touchdown drive, 95 yards. Then the Raiders went free and out. Then touchdown. The Raiders went free and out. Then touchdown. The defense certainly played their part in which was in what was a um, yeah. significant second quarter. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, so similar to the offense, made made some adjustments. Um, I think you know, just kind of a bit sluggish coming out of you know. Out at the start, I don't know whether it's the you know the being being on the west coast, the slight time difference, whatever. You, you sometimes see it with teams when the, you know they're, they're traveling across time zones and stuff, um, and playing in the later windows when they don't normally. It can have that kind of effect. But I say it's uh, at the end of the day, once they made their adjustments, they they definitely seem to be generating a lot more pressure as well. Um, on Sunday, you know, don't forget that this Raiders O line stopped that that Broncos D line from generating any sort of serious pass rush. Um, you know, the Monday night before, so yeah, I think that's a credit to the the Chiefs D line for um, getting in Carr's face and making him uncomfortable. And you know, I know the DBs have been much maligned. Um, you know, in in KC, uh, the last. Probably all preseason and the you know last week as well, but I you know I thought for the the majority of the game on Sunday the DBs played really really well. It'd be tougher times ahead for them. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Um, the Raiders and the Jaguars aren't exactly the most loaded team uh, teams when it comes to wide receivers, but they can only beat who's in front of them. And yesterday, I think you have to tip your hat to Bashar Breeland, to Kendall Fuller, and Travis Ward, the way they held up. Um, yeah. One Fornhill was very good. He was flying about. Um, Terry Matthew had a bit of a brain fart at one point, but outside of that, he he was very good. The one defensive player that really stood stood out to me, though, was Chris Jones. Like He was yeah, a he one-man wrecking best. crew. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like, although he wasn't necessarily getting the tackles, he only had three tackles, one tackle for loss and a sack. Um, yeah. It just looked like he was disrupting the the Raiders' game plan from the very beginning. Whether it meant Derek Carr couldn't step up into throws, or whether they um, the the running back had to avoid the gap that he was due, uh, meant to be running in, or Chris Jones filled it. I don't know what it was, but it just seemed that Chris Jones was constantly having an effect on every single play. Yeah, he looked back to his disruptive best. Um, you know, I think he's you know he'll have quiet game I, you know i don't think he's gonna have the run of sacks like he did last year you know that was historic you know record setting and historic but he's always gonna be disrupted he i think you know at times he was against jacksonville it was you know it wasn't his best game but i think they paid a lot of attention to him and teams probably will pay a lot of attention to him but 
I say when he gets his one-on-one matchups, that's when you know teams are gonna you know be made to pay for it. And uh, you know he did a nice job of that on on Sunday. And um, you know it's it's not just the you know um, the sacks and the tackles as well. He does a really nice job of getting his hands up and you know disrupting passes at the line of scrimmage. So yeah, just a, a really nice game all around. Right, should we talk about him? Should we talk about yeah, the man sure, the moment? Should, yeah, I think we should. Yeah, we talked about everyone else, but Patrick Mahomes. Um, <coughs> He's pretty good, isn't he? Like, what? What else can we say about this kid? Like, he's twenty-four years old. He turns twenty-four mm. years old on Wednesday, I think it is. Is it right? Okay. And has the league like outside of Dan Marino in his rookie year? Obviously, mm. me and you were. Not even sperm at that point. Not even an egg. <laughs> uh, no, no. Nah, at that point. Not even I'm that old. And um, so obviously we weren't around to see how he played. But yeah, I hear, I hear he was pretty good. He's, that he, he was supposedly yeah. pretty yes, good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, but in our lifetime, certainly, have we ever seen anything like Patrick Mahomes? Like yesterday in that second quarter, he threw for two hundred and seventy-eight yards and four touchdowns. The yeah, that's a had, stat line. That's the, a stat line that most QBs are happy with for an entire game. Like if <laughs> Alex, if Alex Smith threw for two seventy eight and four touchdowns, that would be one of his best games ever for the Chiefs. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes did that in a quarter. Like the play that epitomised Pat Mahomes for me was the third and twenty, mm-hmm. and they even said it on commentary that they you wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs took a shot if they're aggressive. Like Tony Romo was saying that they maybe should just take a couple of yards to get into field goal range. Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if they went aggressive. Yeah. But no, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, they know what they've got. They know how special an arm Pat Mahomes has got. They know they've got the speed on the outside and Michael Hardman. And they just go for it. And lo and behold, they hit it. And I'm just sitting there thinking, how good is this guy? If you can just conf- if you're that confident in your quarterback and his ability that you can go from third and twenty, knowing that if you don't get it, you're out of field goal range, doesn't that tell you all you need to know about the faith that Andy Reid has in his quarterback? Oh yeah, for sure, and uh, you know it's totally warranted at this point because I just uh, I it's not just Mahomes though. I think a lot of credit has to go to. You know Andy Reid. Absolutely, for, he's in he's in like the best scheme possible. Off, offensive, you know, guru. Um, you know the amount of times you know Mahomes throws into tight windows and he makes, you know, throws on the money. But the amount of times you know you see guys open as well. You know, D Rob on his touchdown. There was a big crucial like um, third and nine on one of the other touchdown drives where Sammy Watkins was, you know, wide open in the middle of the field. It's just that, you know, the combination of scheme and then, you know, you throw in a quarterback like Mahomes as well. It's just the perfect combination. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it, you said that with pretty much any any QB that Reed has worked with. He's sort of managed to sort of get the best out of them you know when he when he's had a really good quarterback you know um McNabb and obviously Vic for a short time and now obviously Mahomes you know the offenses have almost looked unstoppable at times and you know they've been perennial MVP candidates and then you know he even made guys like um 
you know, Kevin Coleman was it uh, AJ Feely as well, I think, at the Eagles. You know, guys that basically went elsewhere looked horrendous. Um, so, yeah, it's just a perfect storm of, you know, generational talent at QB and one of the greatest offensive coaches in NFL history. Um, and, yeah, it's especially you throw in the talent at wide receiver and, you know, teams have just got a dread having to try and think up of a defensive scheme to, you know, stop the Chiefs. Um, you know, because even if you come up with something good to start off with, say, like the Raiders did on Sunday, where, you know, they tried to press the Chiefs at the line, they tried to disrupt the passing game, it's just like the Chiefs, they'll just come out and make adjustments. You know, you see them after drives, you'll see, you know, Mahomes, Kafka, Reed just sat there talking on the sidelines, looking over the, the photos on the iPads of, you know, the all 22 angle and just saying like okay this guy's here that guy's there that guy's there and just dissecting it and they'll come out and just pick the perfect play to, to take advantage of what the defense is showing them i don't disagree with anything you just said i've i completely agree with absolutely everything but there's some plays that it have nothing to do with coaching have nothing to do with scheme and the one play I'm thinking of, or the two plays I'm thinking of, unfortunately, were both called back for penalties. The one where Patrick yeah. Mahomes rolled right and threw across the field, which is like a, a sin in quarterback terms, but he has the power in the his arm is, and the dart uh, to Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. And that is, has nothing to do with coaching. That's all instinct and that's yeah, all yeah. ability. And then the other play was the deep shot to McCall Harbin, which was the touchdown. 74-yard touchdown. 74-yard touchdown, 53 yards in the air whilst he's rolling right on his back foot. And yeah, he was, that, was. did he even have a foot planted, I think, when I, he threw it? I don't know, I don't it might even, have been in the air, but it's just nuts. That is just, I'm not a religious man, but in the, in the terms of what a religious person would say, that is God-given ability. And I just don't think you can account for that when it comes to... Play, playing against a quarterback like him and I'm sitting here now thinking he's right he's by far and away the best quarterback in the league yeah at the moment at the present at this present time he is the there's quarterbacks yeah. playing well and there's quarterbacks that have played very well in the past like your Rogers your Breezes and at the moment you've got Dax and Lamar Jackson playing well Tom Brady's playing lights out at the moment but again you could argue scheme and whatnot and weapons there but Tom Brady we I think we both agree is the, the greatest of all time but certainly not the greatest at the moment um yeah. But it got me thinking, like, in terms of sport in general, are we getting to the position, or are we soon to be in a position where Patrick Mahomes could be the biggest sports star, if not the biggest, certainly in the top three or four in the world, like, in the next few years? Because at the moment, you can, argue, I would argue that the, the four biggest sports stars in the world, um, only one in US sports, and I would probably say that's LeBron James, yeah. And as a household name, then Roger Federer from tennis, and then Messi and Ronaldo from football. I mean, well, I think you'd probably throw in Rafael Nadal and yeah, yeah, Djokovic I think, as well, I think, probably. Uh, Djokovic, I would say more more so on the outside looking in because I don't think he carries the brand like the the popularity like the other guys do. Yeah, in, in this conversation, Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, I always think I feel like with tennis, not to go into it, I always feel like it's been Nadal and Federer. Then you've had yeah, Djokovic yeah. and Murray looking in, although they're just as good. In even terms though, of yeah, I was, well, I was going to say yeah. Djokovic is 
not far behind in Grand Slams as well yeah. either. I, but yeah, I, think I, know, I get ability, what you mean. Yeah, Billy, yeah. absolutely fine. But as a as a market, as a brand, I just don't think Djokovic is there with Nadal and Federer, which makes them the biggest sports stars in the world. Well, in the next five years, you could argue that all five of those sports stars are going to retire. Yeah, I know that. I, th- I think that's safe to say, probably. Yeah. And football or soccer has not got an obvious heir to Messi and Ronaldo at the moment. There, there isn't a player coming up that you can certainly put point on points and go. They're going to yeah, be the but next big I mean, thing. you probably would have said the same about. I think maybe Messi before he burst onto the scene. You know, two or three years before he became the you know the superstar that he was would you have said Messi will be the next uh, superstar I think words I think you could see with, with the likes of Ronaldo and Messi that they were expected to be the next big torchbearers of their clubs like obviously before yeah. Barcelona it was Ronaldinho and then but Messi was going to be the next big thing and I think that was obvious but I just don't see it in football at the moment basketball is a superstar driven league at the moment there are tons yeah, of superstars hugely. but um, the fact there's so many of them probably makes it harder for one to break out and be these big superstar american football we know is growing globally mm-hmm. as a sport it is becoming huge outside of the usa basketball's yeah. already done it ice hockey's already done it football and baseball have some serious catching up to do but football is doing it that is for sure yeah and so at the moment if you're going to say who's going to be the biggest star in the next five years in american football you would say it's patrick mahomes so there is a case to be made that Patrick Mahomes could quite easily be the top three biggest sports star in the world and he's going to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. That, to me, is just surreal. I say, I I will probably disagree with you. I, I certainly think he will be probably, you know, if he carries on as it is now, the biggest name in the NFL, um, hands down. Especially if he, you know, if he wins a Super Bowl within the next couple of years as well, you know, I, I don't think there'll be any debate on, you know, especially as soon as Brady retires as well, you know, he he is the heir apparent. Um, but as I say the only problem for me is I I don't think football quite has the reach yet mm-hmm. globally like the you know the other sports that you've mentioned. Um, you know, even if there isn't quite a Messi or Ronaldo you know transcendent talent i still think the biggest couple of stars in world football you know beat the biggest you know even if it is a a generational generational talent if not one of the greatest all-time talents in the nfl i I just think that's just because of the poppy you know what is it it's something like two and a half three billion people watch the world cup final yeah and you know what is it maybe what a quarter of that if that watch the super bowl mm-hmm. every year um and i think that's the and it's same with basketball you know basketball is more of a global sport um and, you know i look at guys like um Kawhi leonard um you know steph curry to an extent um you know janice anita combo um you know especially Janice obviously winning the MVP and obviously Kawhi winning the the NBA title last year you know if then obviously Kawhi wins another NBA title and another finals MVP with the Clippers this year you'd have to throw him in the conversation for you know one of the best players of his generation if you know and in the conversation for Mm -hmm. one of the greatest players I don't see how he couldn't you know I don't 
quote me on this because I I'm not 100 percent sure on it. But I don't think any player ever has ever won uh, NBA titles and the Finals MVP with three different teams. So you know that would immediately just catapult him into one of the greatest. Um, and yeah, if Giannis carries on on you know his sort of level and the way he's developed over the last few years, he he'll be huge. And obviously, he has that appeal within Europe as well. Um, so yeah, I, I say I think it'd be tough. I certainly think he'll be up there. But yeah, I, as I say, my only issue is I do not think the NFL has the global reach of some of the other sports that we've mentioned. But he will certainly give them a run for his money. Which in itself is exciting. The fact that we can sit yeah. here and have this conversation is nuts. Um, yeah. Look at the position we've been in in the past past few years at the quarterback. Okay, Alex Smith was was a great guy, and we won't go into him, but he he wasn't a generational talent. We're sitting here now. We're talking about Mahomes possibly going back to back with MVPs the way he started this season, and now we're going even further ahead, looking at Super Bowl mm. wins and possibly being the biggest sports star in the world. So just just pinch yourself, Kansas City, because he is ours. And he's going to be ours for the next 10, 15 years, all being well. So, yeah, um, jokes on everyone else, I think, to be honest. <laughs> well, jokes certainly on the rest of the AFC West, at least, yeah. Uh, actually, just a quick, uh, going off a tangent, I was talking to a um, a Jets fan of mine, a friend of mine, yeah. that um, he hates me because all of last summer, uh, it's not the summer just gone, the summer before, I yeah. was saying, Pat Mahomes is going to come in, he's going to tear his league apart. And he was he was like, no, he won't. And then he was secretly rooting for him not to do well last year and then was distraught that he did do well last year. <laughs> and uh, yesterday, he, I think it was the um, the pass, not passing, roughing the passer call, which was definitely roughing the pass on, um, on the Raiders um, yeah. yesterday. He said, oh, Mahomes is the new Brady. He's getting all of these calls. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there sitting thinking, you're just angry because you're one of the 10 teams that passed up on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and like, so you must have I, missed the, the game against Jacksonville <laughs> last week where he had his helmet basically ripped off his head and no flag was thrown. So, yeah, yeah he's bet, certainly not at Brady levels of ref protection yet. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, Jamal Adams was a nice pickup for the Jets in 2017. But... It's not quite Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's secretly um, angry that the Jets didn't do that. And now look at the mess the Jets are in. Like, um, I mean, you could basically say that of pretty much any team that isn't the Chiefs at this point. Because, as I say, like, who wouldn't, outside of maybe two or three teams, who wouldn't trade literally... Oh anyone the house for yeah. you know for Patrick Mahomes at this mm. point it, mm. you know it just wouldn't you know the Patriots with Brady you know they're obviously you know you've got that and you'd probably say um you know the Packers with Rodgers but elsewhere like where else would you possibly go you know what if we could have Mahomes on our team right now would you do it you're 100% you imagine they'd all be like yes please yes yeah. I'm just happy that Mahomes went to a team that was starved of quarterback success. Like I, uh, there was it was rumours now that the Saints were in for him. Um, I certainly think they us. were. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, how unfortunate would that have been? Like for the rest of the league, for the, the Saints to go from Drew Brees to to Pat Mahomes. Like, look at the look at the Packers. They went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Look yeah, at those, it was like the, the Colts, Colts with they Manning, went from Manning to, to Luck. Luck. Yeah. And it's just like. It's just, it's just unfair. Like, I mean, I, the Pats went from Bledsoe to Brady, which, yeah. you know, that they, they've had a nice, a nice little run. It's not quite the same level, but still. Um, 
and then you know you can you can even look at certain other teams that have had it much better much much better than we've had mm-hmm. it for you know basically since len dawson i know we've had you know guys there for a few years at a time you know with obviously joe montana and um trent green and alex smith for a bit but you know this is the first guy since len dawson who's you know the chief's guy mm-hmm. that they've been able to ha- will be able to have around the team for you know years to come and will be the face of the franchise you know you never quite you never quite got that with like montana or green yeah. or alex smith you always knew they when those guys cats. came that it was just like yeah they'll help us be you know the, you know they'll help us be competitive they'll help us win a lot of games and potentially even win a championship but then they're not quite that guy mm. you know that guy that you can look to and go that's our guy mm-hmm. um and yeah this is obviously since i've been supporting the chiefs i've never known this much hype around um a, a chiefs player mm-hmm. and a chiefs team like you know for years and you know you you can attest to this as well like being a chiefs fan in the uk it was a lonely lonely thing and now just you know the media coverage the hype you know just random fans of other teams like gushing over the team and the coaching staff and the playing you know it's just yeah if you'd have said that to me what 10 years ago i would have laughed in your face Absolutely. absolutely laughed in your face it's funny you mention that because there's been some comparisons to the um the golden state warriors and all these great teams yes um recently all these great offenses the 2007 patriots and then talking about the golden state warriors are, are we to the point where the chiefs really are that transcendent on offense that they are doing things that teams haven't done before and like scoring quickly and, and in bunches that they are revolutionizing the way the game's played are, are, are the, the we seeing only, the Mahomes effect across the league the only problem is in the NFL, you still need a, a competent defense. I'm yeah. not saying you need the Bears defense. Yeah, you know, you don't. You don't. You need a, a, a competent defense mm-hmm. at worst. Um, whereas, say in the NBA with the Warriors, you know, you, you, it doesn't matter if you know the Warriors keep hitting threes all night. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good you you are defensively. You just you can't compete because you have to be able to score with them. Whereas in the NFL. A, you know, a average offense against a bad defense can keep in a game with a transcendent offense yeah. against a good or fantastic defense, and you know we saw that at times last year. And um, yeah, until the I say the Chiefs don't need a, a you know a top level defense. They don't need a top five defense. They just need a top top twenty defense probably, mm. and that would be enough with the way this Chiefs offense is rolling to to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. One last thing on this game. Demarcus mm. Robinson has been named by many people as the the man, the match, the game yeah. MVP. The, yeah. And I cannot, for love nor money, get on board with that. Like he played really well and he filled in really nicely, done a job. 
he's going to lose me a dinner bet against Brad because he's already got half the yards required in two games. <laughs> and yeah. Atari Kill being out, I know that I'm going to lose that bet in the yeah, next yeah, two yeah, or three weeks. And I'm yeah. absolutely fine with it. I want Demarcus Robinson to come in and do well. I'm really happy for the guy. But I cannot get on board with the overlooking of Patrick Mahomes. I feel like we are already... Oh, despite what we just talked about for the last 20 minutes, I do feel like he's almost been taken for granted. Like, are we going to get to the point where another basketball reference, but like LeBron James only has like three or four MVPs, should probably have double that. Tom Brady only has three MVPs, should probably have double that. Are we going to get to the point now where because Mahomes is so good and so good every week that we have to feel like we feel like we have to give like game MVPs and game balls to other players just to make yeah, them feel I think yeah, he's going to get held to a standard, and if he doesn't meet that standard or <laughs> you know exceed it, then two hundred seventy-eight and four touchdowns in in the second quarter. Like that I, second I, quarter I don't, unlike I, anything I've I'm ever seen. I'm not disagreeing with you. I say personally, I'm not disagreeing with you, but you know, um, if, when a receiver Shumel, goes when court, when a receiver goes for a buck forty in two touchdowns, it, it you know that people see that because I say. I guess in the scheme of things, it stands out more than Mahomes just doing that stands again. Stands out more than four hundred. Yeah, if, I think the, the thing is like McCoy if, doesn't hold on that play that we we're talking about earlier to the, the deep bomb to McCall Hardman. Mahomes has over five hundred yards pa- passing yesterday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but as I say, that's like you know Robinson, who's you know never had a game like that in his career, whereas Mahomes has had you know better games than that as crazy <laughs> as it is and that's the thing is Mahomes is held to that standard and it's just like oh that's Mahomes just doing Mahomes oh, whereas that yeah. people look at it going oh that's Robinson balling out and you know playing better than he ever has this guy deserves it kind of thing I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it but it, you know it happens it, it, like look at the player of the month in the Premier League last month it went to Pookie from Norwich mm-hmm. who Sure, he scored, but did he play better than, you know, other players in the Premier League that month? I don't think so. It's just that, well, do, do you give it to Aguero again, who scored more goals last, you know, last month than Pookie did in a team that scored a ridiculous amount of goals that month? You know, or do you give it to the guy that definitely probably won't win that again and has never won anything like that before? Yeah, you probably do. And that it happens all the time. You see it elsewhere in sports. It does happen, and but that's I think it that's to the probably best, why that's the that's given the award to the best of a bad bunch, which I'm okay with. Norwich uh, Pookie was the best player on the Norwich City team, but Demarcus Robinson isn't the best player on Patrick Mahomes. And I know what we're we're debating here is absolutely ridiculous. It's such a non-fact, and I'm sure the players don't give two shits about it. But what I'm what I'm sitting here thinking is what what does Mahomes have to do to get the credit that he deserves a man in the match? Like he's, if he's going to throw for 500 yards, the chances are there's going to be a 200 yard receiver in that in that group because of how many yards are being thrown around. Like what I just don't know the stat line right now that you that Mahomes needs to have to get for people to go. Whoa, 
that was out of this world like does it need to be 500 yards does it need to be 600 yards does it have to be five six touchdowns i i just don't know where it sits and i don't i don't feel like he's been around long enough yet for us to take him to granted not to give him the kudos that he deserves that to to win these ball game uh, these game balls and i again i'm going to state is absolute rubbish what I'm talking about right now but it's just it just occurred to me this morning that everyone's sitting there going oh D-Rob was the best player on the field yesterday no way was he the best player on the field the best player on the field was clearly number 15 yeah and I say I don't disagree with you it's just the perception and that's mm-hmm. the difference it's the perception of okay this guy doesn't ball out like this normally you know let's give him the MVP and that's the only thing it is it's not a case of did that guy genuinely play better? I don't think so. It's just that that guy wasn't expected to play that well mm. and had still had a ridiculous game. He he gets it. That, that's all it is. And that's all, you know. Be- better than his own standard. Played a Yeah, himself. you know, if Tyreek Hill has that game yesterday and Mahomes has the game he has yesterday, I think there's a chance Mahomes probably wins the game MVP. But it, as I say, it's Demarcus Robinson, not Tyreek Hill. And I think that's why it's played into the way it has. Pat Mahomes will continue to get players recognition. He did it with Albert Wilson. He got Albert Wilson an $8 million a year contract just for one performance in week 17. And he's going to get Demarcus Robinson quite a healthy amount of money over the next few weeks because he is in a contract year. And as you we see, all... I wouldn't be surprised to see if, especially if Watkins goes, I wouldn't be surprised to see D Rob stick around mm-hmm. next year just because he won't be as expensive like anyway you know anywhere as close to as expensive as uh as watkins would be next year so you can still free up a bit of cap space and keep a guy that's familiar with Mahomes around so i wouldn't be surprised to see him stick around sammy watkins who obviously had a great night a uh, great week last week um yeah six six receptions and 12 targets of 49 yards yesterday i think or 13 targets rather um the raiders clearly keyed in on him yeah, uh, yeah to try and stop him and then obviously the chiefs done what they've done but that's not to say sammy Watkins didn't have a, a no he, he made some game. really crucial catches i thought um you know there was one on a third down when we were backed up um on the four yard line on one of the touchdown drives and then the one I mentioned earlier that on that third and nine where he you know, he he made the right decision to sit in the middle of the field rather than continuing his route, made an easy completion for Mahomes. Um so yeah, it, it's gonna happen. Like it's just because of how this Chiefs offense rolls, there's gonna be a guy that gets keyed on, mm-hmm. you know, um and someone else will step up, you know, like Watkins did against the Jags, Robinson did against, you know, um the Raiders and I say I'm sure it'll be a similar case against the Ravens on on Sunday. You know, some somebody else will step up. That they will. They're going to need to because that's going to be a tough game. But we'll be back on Thursday, obviously, to to preview yeah. preview that game. Um, just one last thing before we go, um, mm. because we've been going a little bit longer than than expected. Um, the all the rest of the AFC West teams, the Broncos lost, lost in in dramatic <laughs> fashion. As- <laughs> As did the Chargers, actually. The Chargers, yeah. um, they really charged that game. That There is no way in hell that they should have lost that game. Um, they were in position multiple times to win it and to put it to bed. But two, two missed field two goals. Missed field yeah. is going to kill you. And um, Philip Rivers throwing a, not the best INT at the end yeah. of the game. Um, two TDs brought back for penalties. Like, fumble yeah. at the goal line. The Chargers yeah. really, really did outcharge themselves. The Chiefs have got to go to Detroit in two weeks' time. And I don't think they're going to have the issues that the Chargers did. Uh, the Chargers, we thought they were going to be a good team they probably still will be a good team but there's something not right there and I, I I think their ceiling probably is a wild card spot right now 
Yeah, I say like um, Austin Eckler and you know Justin Jackson are a nice combo, but they're not Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I say I'm just I don't I'm not as sold on their defense without Derwin James. Um, you know, I think they're susceptible to to a big play downfield um, without him. And uh, you know, Kenny Galladay had a, a big day yesterday for for the Lions. I think used eight receptions for about 115 yards and a TD. Um, so yeah, I definitely think you can get in behind that Chargers defense, and obviously with the the, the weapons and the speed the Chiefs have, I, I think, you know, they'll, they'll cause the Chargers plenty of problems. And um, yeah, I say I think um, the Broncos just look bad. Uh, you know, the only reason they're in that game yesterday is because the Bears' offense just looked as bad. Um, to be but, fair, you know, though, to the, be fair to the Broncos, they they had that game won. There was a horrendous roughing the passer call on, uh, on Bradley Chubb um, towards the end of the game when the Bears were trying to drive down to put themselves into field goal range. If it, this. It was just a plain old sack. It's like it's up there with a Jeff Triplett call. It was terrible. Yeah, like, but I mean, you know, earlier in the game, earlier in the game, you know, there was a horrible, um, unnecessary roughness call on Floyd for the, um, for the Bears that put the Broncos in field goal range. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, I know it's more. It stands out more because it was obviously at right at the end of the game, but you know. It balances itself out, I guess, if you look at it that way. Yeah, um, and yeah, I just yes, their offense looks bad. It yeah. looks really bad. And in you know, in the NFL now, you know, even compared to like five years ago, offenses reign supreme. Like I say, you can have a very good defense, but you need at least, uh, you know, a decent offense. To, you know, to to carry them, you can't be like the Broncos of a few years yeah. back anymore, because the rules, even in a few years, have changed yeah. a little bit more to even push it more towards the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, road trips to Denver and Chicago don't look as daunting as they once were. But Chicago, not if the we- best def- not if the Bears' offense <laughs> no. is as turgid as that. I, I mean, I was looking at the stats and um, Mitch Trubisky yesterday, four point eight yards per attempt. He's god awful, mm-hmm. absolutely Rex, awful. Rex Grossman part two. Anyways, let's... and they drafted him <laughs> over Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, they probably got the biggest regret of that entire draft class. Well, yeah, so. Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You passed on both of them. You've yeah. got to be kicking yourself if you're a Bears fan. Absolutely right. Let's uh, tie it up here because it's only three days until we speak again. Um, thank you for joining me tonight, Dave. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun talking yeah. about Mahomes and how great he's going to be for the next few years. Um, yeah, can we? I, I hope Brad will be back on Thursday because I feel like I'm talking a lot and a lot of people <laughs> are going to be listening to this podcast and like, does this guy ever show up? They've already, <laughs> they've already turned off, mate. Yeah, no, they're like 10 minutes in. It's like, fucking hell, it's him again, just talking. Get him off. Um, well hopefully Brad will be back soon um, we have to keep an eye on that but yeah Brad hasn't left the podcast he's just really busy that's all it is he's really really busy he's got all sorts of stuff going on at the moment so unfortunately he can't join us but me and me and Dave are going to soldier on holding him. down the fort we yeah. might even get a special guest on or two 
in the next week or two, don't maybe. Make, don't make promises like that, guys. <laughs> now, hey, leave the suspense. Suspense. If you guys want to join in the conversation, please do hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, uh, at Arrowheads Broad on Facebook and at Casey Chiefs underscore UK on Twitter. Um, but for now, we'll leave it at that. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.